0: Hey, you guys, welcome back to Yup, She Said It, and this is your girl Marley. Now, in case you don't know, it is very important for you to understand that this podcast combines a lot of ratchicity with a hint of ratchetness. okay, yes, she makes up words too, with a full balance of education. Why? Let me tell you why. Because it's very important that you understand that you can be your authentic self through this journey called life. And together we will learn how to balance, to master, and to conquer it. Yes, let's get into it. This episode is brought to you by Max Contract P mcp inspires young ladies to reclaim their value why wait for others to define your worth mcp apparel reminds you to claim the max and settling for anything less is not an option max contract p is the only option if you're interested in learning more or to be a brand ambassador for this new up and coming company based out of los angeles please email max contract p as in paul at gmail.com you won't want to miss them all right, let the fun begin now for those of you that know I have three segments and this first segment is called who are you talking to now? Who are you talking to okay? Is one of my favorite segments because it allows me to give a situation or scenario that hmm, Maybe I experienced personally or maybe I know someone but of course if I do talk about another person's situation They have given me consent to do so okay however um, A lot of this is what I have experienced personally. So today I want to focus on pride. For some reason, pride has just been a very big thing that's been coming up as I'm going through my process, as I'm working with a lot of individuals who are just trying to evolve and grow, you know, like trying to change and make some major moves in their life. But the reality of it is, if you are letting pride get in the way and your ego is too big, honey, you are setting yourself up for failure or maybe just to be stagnant and not make the progress. Like that really is real. Like people don't think of it like that. Like you can literally be blocking yourself. You can be your own barrier when it comes to to success. It's crazy, but it's so true. And for me, what I've encountered a lot, um, are individuals that I'm working with that are of, you know, non-melanin, you know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? And the minute I say something that maybe makes them uncomfortable because I'm calling their truth and putting it on the line, okay, that they want to remind me of who I am, what I look like and what I do and I talk about this a lot but race and gender, racism and and, and sexism and all that stuff is real. And it's just like, wow, so when I make you uncomfortable, you want to take shots because I'm because in your eyes you're less than me, but really we're on in this in this journey together, but so many people think that any professional relationship, whether you're a therapist working with a client, whether you're a coach working with a player, whether you're a parent working with your children. Okay. Yes, there can be a hierarchy to an extent, but the reality of it is, is that we are on a journey to improve ourselves together through the process, you know? So it's like, why do you feel the need to shoot me down, okay, verbally in this situation to make yourself feel as if you're on a higher platform and it's crazy so what i've learned is that we encounter we as women we as black women but everyone and all we encounter different levels of this but the question is how do you deal with it how do you process it how do you move through life do you learn from it are you internalizing it are you allowing it to limit you is it you know limiting your thought process like what is happening when someone feels uncomfortable and they feel the need to check you and to put you in a box so they can stay on top think about it I'll wait it's so real it's so true and I'm like oh my gosh when I think about all the situations people have said things and I've gone home or I've left a situation and I feel uncomfortable I feel bad I feel confused it's not me You know what I'm saying? But I allowed it to become a part of me. Pride for others and for people is crazy. And it's so heavy. And sometimes we don't even recognize it. But what I want you to focus on today, and one thing that I had to focus on, is as you are going through your journey, as you are improving your life, as as you are becoming happier, healthier, wiser, be mindful that your pride and your ego does not take the front seat hello because the reality of it is okay that that will be your barrier i was trying to think of a way that i could describe pride you know what i'm saying and it's like basically pride could be the primary reason i detach from evolution let me say it again it could be the primary reason i detach from evolution Pride, meaning that you detach from the opportunity to grow because your pride becomes a wedge in the middle. Preach, preach. Yep, she said it. Yep, she said it. But it's so true. You know what I'm saying? You think you're doing well. You don't need any help. You don't want to ask for help. When things are getting tougher, you may need another idea because your pride is in the way. You don't want to show people that you're vulnerable, that you're not perfect, that you need the help. It's real. It's real. But I'm telling you, if you have too much of, if you allow yourself to go from a small dose to a large dose, you in trouble. What, uh, what the movie said, you in danger, girl. <laughs> but it's something to be mindful of. Pride can get in the way. And if you're on my Instagram, I posted something that said pride comes before the fall. And there were some comments and actually had to delete some of them people were in their feelings i had to block a few of y'all too um some people felt that you know it's not a true statement and it doesn't have to be true for everyone but for many it is you know what i'm saying so if you are a person that has pride under control and it's not taking a front seat to your life then kudos to you but if you are a person that is just coming into a new journey a new life a new goal a new anything and it's feeling good but you're struggling and you don't know what to do do not let that pride get in the way do not because the fall will be much harder because the reality of it is let's think about it like this the reality of it is is that the fall and the obstacles and the trials are going to happen right but if we allow ourselves to go through the pain alone and not take the opportunity to ask for help or support It it just makes things so much more difficult. So try to make your journey easier for yourself. There are too many resources and too many amazing people in this world to do anything alone. I'm a firm believer of that. Yes, you have to find people that you trust and people that support you, but I guarantee you that if you look for them and you want them, they're out there. All right, let's get into segment two. Yes, yes, we are back for this candid combo conversation. All right, guys, so and again, again, if you don't know, okay. Segment two is called Candid Combos, and Candid Combos is just kind of my take on, you know, what's relevant, what's happening, and you know, what maybe ties into the topic. So, you know, in segment one, we talked about pride and how it can be a barrier. But one thing that I've noticed in Social media on the news is this new trend of um white people calling the cops on black and brown people. Like I'm just so confused. I mean, so th- I just, literally I don't have words for it, but it's affected me so that I'm like, "Oh my gosh, I could literally be walking on the sidewalk by the fountain across the street from my apartment and somebody could call me on the park. Somebody could call the police on me." In the park because i'm watching the fountain seriously it's that ridiculous i'm like oh my god it's crazy but it's like what what is causing the outrage and the outbreak for people to see like or to think that this is okay it's a thing to do and what i'm finding is that a lot of people are not um they're not getting the outcome they're expecting so i think since the starbucks situation you know, those, those gentlemen were arrested and, you know, all that was resolved. Um, I feel like people are now calling, but there's no arrest happening. Things are are going completely opposite of that is backfiring, but you would think that would stop it or it would lessen. And I feel like it's only, um, increasing, like as far as the police calls and I'm first, first of all, I'm thinking, isn't it? like a law or against something to call and clog up (laughs) the lines of 911 like you call and make like a false report or allegation or something that was ridiculous like you're not allowed to do that so where is the problem with that okay and then I'm just like oh my god if I was a person and if I was me that's not a person if I was me in a park and someone's ego and pride was so big that they felt that I did not deserve to be on a park at a bench in my neighborhood that they called the police on me. How would I react? Like, how would I, how, what would you do? Like the reality is, what would you do? It is crazy to think about it. Would you go off? Would you leave? Would you stay? Would you wait for the police to show up? Like, where does your mind go? Because there's so many negative situations that could happen from this particular moment. It's actually very terrifying that this is happening to this extreme. But what I do like to see is that people are not being arrested. Instead, it's the one, the individuals who are calling the police <laughs> who are often arrested um, are reprimanded. But it's like, I don't know. It's just it's just a, a jacked up situation, basically. And it makes me so uncomfortable because it happens it can happen to anyone at any time, in any place. There is nothing that makes anyone safe um, to this situation. You know, I mean, who wants to have the police called on you for anything? First of all, you know what I'm saying? Like a normal everyday person. All right, all right we do not wake up in the morning saying, I, I think I want to break the law today. Yeah, let me see which one I can do. <laughs> no, we don't do that. You know, so when you're out here actually doing the right thing, and the police are called to you, it's almost like, wow, you are setting me up for, for a possibility of losing my life. And I believe I've heard that someone said they actually called the police in hopes that they would get murdered. Like it's insane, you know? And so the question is, can we like what can we do as a community to change that? And I think the first thing we do is we speak up about it, we know our rights, we know who we are, but understanding that it's not just black people, like it is brown people there was a video that I saw that went viral okay went viral of this man I believe he was telling a woman that she couldn't wear um like a USA shirt or a flag or something like she was uh Latina and she couldn't wear the flag and this man clearly was intoxicated a white man was clearly intoxicated and was like telling her to leave to take it off like all this crazy stuff and called the police and of course the police actually got on him instead of her but it was just like where are we in the world where you can get so comfortable and have so much pride in who you are and what you do that you flip it and it becomes negative that you flip that something in your mind becomes a your your reality becomes so dangerous that it can affect the the lives of others and again this is nothing new You know what I'm saying? Racism is nothing new. So it's like I'm not shocked by it, but I am scared by it. But I'm not going to stop doing what I'm doing. I'm not going to stop saying what I'm saying. I'm not going to stop going where I'd like to go. You know what I'm saying? But the question is what do you do when you're faced with that situation? Some people stay. Some people are recording. I would, I would like to think that if someone confronted me because I've been confronted with situations with racial slurs and I haven't walked away, I've addressed it in that moment. I've checked it in that moment, you know what I'm saying, um, and let it resolve itself. And then if I needed to get assistance, then I did that. But, you know, I, it's just a different situation, I think, when you're in an open area you don't know what that person is capable of if they have a weapon or not it's just a terrible situation and for individuals to feel that they have that much power over anybody is insane and it just blows my mind it does and the reality of it is is that you have so much pride in who you are in a negative way, that no that no one can come even close to you. That's what the person that is coming and telling someone that you need to leave this country or you, you know, I'm calling police and you're not supposed to be in this store and all that foolishness. That you have flipped this concept in your mind to think that you, that you control my movements, my decision, and my impact on this world. Where they do that at? like I just don't understand it but it's crazy so I think it's you know unfortunately it's unfortunate but I think it's something that we have to process and prepare ourselves for if you are faced with this situation what do you do how do you react because the reality of it is again it could happen to any of us at any time at any place something to think about But now what I really want to talk about, which is the trend, is Kiki. That's all I'm going to say because I don't know if it's going to cost to pay and I ain't trying to, you know, get nobody to get me. But the, the question that has come out, does Drake owe Shiggy some money? And I say yes, honey. Yes. And you know why? I say yes because remember when James Wright Chanel came out with the um the, his reviews on the patty pies and he was like, oh me, you on the same because you know we don't we don't want no issues in these streets we don't want no issues but um patty i think you know they're obviously very good friends now but i believe she cut him a check honey you know contribute to that and he went on tour was singing performing with her so it worked out and so yes i believe that drake needs to give shiggy some money for creating this dance to the song and yes i did it as well it was a little late in the game probably like a week after maybe or so but I did do the dance if you go to my Instagram yep she said it you'll see me do the dance on there um and I think it's cute I think it's something it's harmless there's so much negativity on our social media guys you know there's it's just a lot so Anything like this is fun, that's simple. Yes, I will participate. Not all of them, but it keeps me young. You know, I do like some of this stuff. And some people are like, I'm so sick of kiki dance and all this. Well, I'd rather the kids out here do the kiki dance than doing the twerk all the way down at two years old. Now, I did a little twerkation in my video, but I'm a grown woman. Okay. So I'm just saying, no shade if your child's out there twerkation. You know what I'm saying? No shade. But I think it's a cute dance. It's simple enough that it's fun and it's good to see. But yes, I do think Drake owes Shiggy a check or on tour or a choreographer come a check to you know do a routine for one of his sets. Something. I think the man needs to be compensated for it. Now, is Drake obligated to do that? Absolutely not. But is it the right thing to do? Absolutely. Because I'm assuming the money he has, honey, he ain't gonna miss it can't go missing one bit you know what i'm saying so why not hook the boy up hook him up hook shiggy up that's just my opinion though you know if i say something and it takes off but anybody lord i hope they give me, me a shout out bring me on set you know something like let's make this happen but I think it's the right thing to do. It's a, it's a young man doing the right thing, having a good time, being funny, being himself. I think it's important that people be rewarded for doing the right thing. And I mean, it just added like Drake, like Drake will never have to work again. So he might as well just give the boy a check. That's my opinion. I would love to hear what you have to say. Um, Let's get into segment three. All right, guys, we are back for our last and final segment called Moments with Marley. Now with this segment, I like to imagine if I had the opportunity to sit and talk with someone, whether living or deceased, who would it be and what will we talk about? This week was a little hard for me. You know, I'm currently working on my PhD in social work. And I'm really in my area of study, my area of focus, I should say, is looking at um, the black social work pioneers that are not included in history. Go figure, right? So I'm exploring that, and I'm also a graduate of the great Bethune Cookman University. Hell, Wildcats! So, as I'm doing a lot of my research, a certain individual that continues to come up is Dr. Mary McLeod Bethune. Woo hoo! My founder! Now, Many of you know her story. Um, if not, I'm not going to get into the entire history because it's very long, and it's very thorough, and it's very amazing. However, what's important to know is that she founded a university, um, which was once a school of nursing, which turned into um, the Dillard College, but then it turned into the University. And I was actually the first graduating class as a university. So woohoo to us! We had Cicely Tyson at our graduation. It was super awesome but with all that said and all that she did and learning everything that she in the time frame in the era that she was around especially in the progressive era um in the FDR um, presidency and all of that that was going on my biggest thing that i would want to ask her and address as a black woman is how do you decide to make a way out of no way how do you how do you have faith so strong you know what I'm saying that you know that this is going to work out and see what's different for me and the reason why I would ask her this question like I would want to hold her hands and look her in the eyes and say how why because here in 2018 we have lots of resources there does not have to be a template there doesn't have to be a process or a plan if we if you have something in your mind you can make it happen You can make it happen. That's the reality and that's where we are in this time. But back then, if it didn't exist, it did not exist. You really were creating something that no one had heard of that they would even understand. So to be a woman, to be a black woman, to open up a program, a school, a college, unheard of. A dollar and 50 cents is what she started, what? Get your life. So I would ask her like, how do you develop a faith so strong? That you know that what you are going through, you don't want anyone else to experience. That you want them to have everything so they need for nothing. How do you how did you do that? I would want to get into her mind for through the ups and the downs, mostly the downs, to understand how she pulled herself out of that. I think that's where the success that's where the strength comes from is knowing that everyone is human and our trials and our obstacles can be so heavy but if we understand that if when you pull yourself out of the moment that is when your breakthrough is coming you know they always say the rose grows from concrete like legit that happens and that and that could be you right now it could be your story And I would just want to get into her mind and say, you know, first of all, thank you. Because of her and her vision and her mind and and everything that she had gone through, she created a school, a college, a university with someone like me in mind. Think about that. She wanted black girls, okay, black women, black girls to get an education. To be successful, to give back to her community, to help others. We enter to learn and we depart to serve. Come on somebody. So to know that I am truly a product of her vision is, it's mind-blowing guys. It's mind-blowing to me. So I would, you know, and for her to see that and for me to say that to her, it would just blow my mind. Like it literally makes me emotional just thinking about it to know that in a time where it was not there was no there were not any women that were running things like that you know when she was a part of the FDR campaign um she was a, a, a force to be reckoned with they did not play games they knew when she came into the room honey you gonna have to listen to what I'm having to say you know like it was that serious so how do you develop a strong presence knowing that people are lynching people for having a strong presence for speaking up for looking at At white people the wrong way like how do you decide that i'm gonna do this and there's nothing you can do to stop me you know because i feel like i have that in me but i'm i'm also very realistic in knowing that it's two different times that yes anything can happen to me at any time but the reality of then versus now regardless of what we think and what we see and what we hear it was still much greater in that time frame so to know if she could push through, if she could make things happen, then surely, surely I can do it too. And it may not be on that level of the magnitude, but when you are able to impact and help anyone, that is what matters. That is the reward. You know what I'm saying? That, that's it. But I would just want to get in her brain and say, what did you do on those hard days? What did you do when you were praying to God and you couldn't hear anything? What did you do? What did you do when success started to happen in Rockefeller and you worked with him and linked up with him and the finances and all of that? What, what did, what did that feel like to be a woman doing business negotiation with top, top people? You know what I'm saying? Stuff that's never heard of. How do you function? What was your mindset? What was your game plan going in that situation? Because there are moments and meetings that I go into that I'm like, oh my God, everybody in this room got about a good 25 years on me, but I got to come here and hold my own. I know my preparation, but what could she tell me that could help me improve, that could maybe give me more opportunities in those situations, that could help me twist it and make it even more amazing than what I'm doing. Because the really reality of it is I can always grow, I can always bloom. You know what I'm saying? But I want to know what her recipe was. And something tells me it's gonna be God. You know, but I, sometimes we need to hear that what our struggle is and what our up days and down days are. Everyone has those. But it's just something to me about her coming from a time frame where where it was not the norm. It was far from normal. I just want to hear her tell her story. You know, what was the pivotal point in your life where you decided that you were going to do this? What was it? You know, and what's crazy about this, how it comes full circle, my grandfather actually has a program of a like a convention of hair, a hairstylist convention that she was that she was a guest speaker at me I don't remember the year but he has it he was cleaning up and he found it in one of his old Bibles and so he was my grandfather was like nine at the time when this happened so it was like wow here she was in Florida and she went to Tennessee to speak like this woman was traveling and speaking and spreading the word and, and if you know anything about history you know that hairstylists beauticians all of that was a very big world for African Americans you know um all of that hints madam cj walker but I was just like oh my god like everything that I vision for my brand and for what we're doing is traveling and doing all of that and then to find out that she was doing the same thing. She wasn't just in Florida. She wasn't just in Daytona Beach. You know what I'm saying? Obviously she's in DC and she was traveling and the National Youth Association all this stuff was happening. I'm like oh my God again you made a school for me to attend to create a prototype Like me, and there's so many of us, and there's so many that have graduated that are doing amazing things, and it's because of her. But I don't know how many times we sit down and really think like, oh my god, because one woman had this vision. This happened. It's crazy if you think about it, but that is who my moment with Marley is about. All right, we'll see you guys next time. Now, y'all know I have to come through and give y'all a little motivation before we get into our segments. And what's been on my mind this week when it comes to motivation, it's been distraction. You know, we hear distraction so often through social media and all that stuff. And when it comes to health and wellness, not getting distracted and all distractions. But it's so true. It's so pertinent. It's so like, oh my God, it's everything when it's coming to your process and your growth. And what happens is that distractions become our main focus they take everything away that we've been working on everything we've been pushing through it becomes our main vision we almost get tunnel vision around the distractions and it becomes the main attraction so what i want you to do this week okay or today or whenever you have time is to sit down and start thinking about all the things that distract you. When you have things and and tasks that you need to accomplish, what are the thoughts or the people or the noises or the shows or the food that becomes a distraction that pulls you away from your priority? Because the reality of it is in that time, you are saying that everything else is more important than what you are trying to accomplish. Now we know that that's not true, but your actions speak louder than your words and sometimes louder than your thoughts. What is your distraction? Why are you allowing it in your space? How long has it been in your space? What will it take to remove it from your situation? Because the reality of it is you're not going to make progress doing the same thing over and over, especially if the same thing over and over is doing absolutely nothing. And I can talk about this because I was in this space this week, wondering why certain things haven't happened. Where is this meeting? Why am I not following up? I need this information, data, da, da But then I had to take a step back and say, wait a minute. Did I send all the emails I need? Did I follow up with everyone that I said? Did I make the new marketing campaign? Did I do the new template that I need to submit to my media part? Did, did I do my part? And the answer was no. Why? Because everything else became a distraction. Everyone else's issue became my issue. But life doesn't function that way. You cannot put yourself or your goals on the back burner and think that you're going to get to the final destination. You won't even knock on the door. And it sounds so hard and it sounds so cold, but it's the reality, you need to sit down, think to yourself, what are you trying to do? How old are you? How many years have you been wasting? How many years ahead of you do you have? How many years left of school do you have? Are you planning on going back to school? What's your income? If you lost your job tomorrow, could you, could you survive for six months without a job? What are your priorities? Are you trying to be a singer? Are you um, taking care of your voice? I'm just saying. You know what I'm saying? Are you recording? Are you practicing? You don't need to go and do all. You can do everything from your home on your computer and make it happen yourself. But what are you doing to accomplish your dream? Are you a writer? Are you writing every day? Are you journaling? Are you doing your memos? Come on now. There's little things that you do that nobody will ever see that will make the most impact in your process. Because first you have to discover who you are and who you are trying to be. Okay? Because the question is who you are trying to become. Is it what God has planned for you? Or are you forcing something because it looks good on you? So you think. Life is tough out here. It's tough. Society tells us who they want us to be, why they want us to be that, and when they want us to be that. Sometimes we have certain ages and time frames in our life that we are expecting to meet, and if we don't meet it, oh my God, the world is over, and I'm having a midlife crisis, and I'm only 23. That's the reality of it, but you have to understand that your path, your journey is different than anyone else's. But I don't care what age you are and where you are in your path. If you are not working effectively to make those moves, it is a problem. See, what I wasn't told is it wasn't driven to me about credit cards and really, really, really saving your money. A lot of my hardships and the money that I was really making, I wasn't seeing why because I was paying off foolish debt get your money right build towards your dreams your goals make it happen you can do it but it starts with understanding that distractions are real and you have to eliminate them and make a space for yourself that nobody and nothing can come in until you do that it is going to be loud It's going to be distracting and you're not going to feel fulfilled because you're still searching and you're going to start experiencing the guilt and shame of laziness of self-doubt and procrastination and that is not what you want in this space so take some time today to figure out what you have to do to get to where you deserve to go all right guys as always I truly truly from the bottom of my heart appreciate you guys for tuning in if you have any questions or would love to feel uh, I would love to be featured I should say on my podcast feel free to email me at meditationwithmarley m-a-r-l-e-y at gmail.com um, you can also DM me on my Instagram page. Yep, she said it. Um, I also have my business page on Instagram, iheart, H-E-A-R-T-F-P-P, iheart, F-P-P. And my website is www.iheartfpp.com. And that is F is in Frank, P is in Paul, P is in Paul. And just so you know, that stands for forgiveness, patience, and passion, because I feel that those are three skills in your life that become pillars that you need to navigate your life effectively, And consistently, that's the key. But otherwise, I am so thankful for you guys. You don't even know. Um, We have some great episodes coming up, some more guest speakers coming. But I really, really hope that today's episode, you really were able to take away some good information. And some good insight on the impact of pride, um, distractions. And, you know, just looking at history sometimes and saying, dang, this was done for me. You dig? I'll see y'all next time. I'm out.